Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your hosts for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the Eagle Eye Podcast today. We've rolled out the red carpet in bringing a very special guest today. But before I get ahead of myself, as always, let me introduce my co-host, New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Gentlemen, how are we? Today, it's uh, been pretty hot in New York. Um, I don't know how the weather is over there where you guys are, but uh, it's pretty hot. Uh, only going to get hotter, but I'm doing good. Excited to have uh, Jen here. Uh, it's definitely going to be a special podcast, and I hope everyone's staying safe. Definitely, definitely. Dylan, how's how's life in Texas right now? Oh, you know, the Permian Basin is hot. You know, we're seeing triple digits right now, but you know what? They're still out there pumping oil, just trying to <laughs> trying to get it back going in the economy. But, you know, it's, it's a good day right now. All righty then. Good to hear that. And like mentioned, we've rolled out the red carpet for this one, bringing in probably the second biggest name in Coapa, only behind Guillermo Ochoa. <laughs> you know her from her time at the University of New Mexico and her masterclass skills on the midfield. From setting fashion trends to her occasional TikTok video cameos, we welcome to the pod, California native and America feminine superstar, the one and only Ms. Jennifer Munoz. Jen, thanks so much for being on the podcast. No, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. No, I, I know it's been, uh, it, it's, it's been quite uh, the time coming. I know we've tried to schedule this, but you know, with the whole COVID and stuff like that, we're just happy and excited to have you on. And I know these two gentlemen are very excited to get you on the podcast as well. And like I mentioned, I think we got probably the second biggest name in Coapa right now, gentlemen. <laughs> oh Definitely not the second biggest name, but thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> No, definitely the biggest name, bigger than bigger than Memo Ochoa um, himself. And I think yeah. Ivan can argue is going to argue with me on that because yeah. that's Ivan's favorite player. I'm with Dylan here. <laughs> I mean, it, it's going to be up for debate. What if we just put a poll up and then we'll see who wins at, at the end of the day? You know, <laughs> and Jen's got a lot of pool, though. I will say that Jen has a lot of pool in the American. <laughs> Thank <team>. you. <laughs> All right, Jen. Uh, well, it's only fair to start off at the beginning here. Um, and I know you get asked this question a lot, but it's going to be a two-part question here. Um, how, has, how has been life adapting in Mexico City? I know you've been there for quite some time already. And uh, two, what is it like to play for an institution as big as Club America, where the bar and the standards are set so high? Um, obviously, coming to Mexico, coming from a different country, it's super hard. I mean, missing my family and the culture change and just the language barrier is super hard, but I think the club being the, how big it is and it being the biggest club in Mexico really helped me adjust and they treat their players super well. And I think that um, I've said this before, but they've become like my second family. So I think that the club and the transition was just perfect. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, it just seems that this team is kind of such a tight knit unit at the moment. I know you guys had a lot of players kind of come and go within the past season, and you guys had a lot of, you know, kind of changes into the squad recently. But how is it that this team, it just looks so united? I mean, you see the TikTok videos, you see the Instagram posts, and it's just, it, it seems like an all well rounded team ready to get started this season. Yeah, I definitely think that this is the most united we've ever been since. I got here. I know I've only been here for two seasons, but um, I don't know. You just feel it. It's a different chemistry. It's on and off the field. And I think that that's one of the biggest differences like that is hit our team. It's just the chemistry. I mean, you see it in the TikTok videos. I think. We're the best. <laughs> just <kidding. Yeah. laughs> not kidding. But um, no, but yeah, I think that just the chemistry is just there. It's there. Now, Jen, you know, you, you talked to, you said it yourself, you've been there for about two seasons, uh, you know, just kind of talk about, you know, your first day at training, you know, how, how, you know, the team just accepted you in uh, with that, uh, with you being there. And then now, you know, you just kind of, you just kind of made your presence felt, you know, on and off the field. Uh, so how has that been for you uh, from your first day of training until now with the team? Yeah. I mean, I definitely had to earn my respect and I had to work for my spot. I wasn't ever given to me or anything. And I think that being like a, the first Mexican American to come to the club, it was kind of, um, I'm gonna be honest. It's hard for the girls to kind of accept that, but I think over time, with the way I played and the way I treated, you know, my teammates, I've 
or in that respect. And now with the girls coming in and just kind of like a, you just have to earn your spot and earn your respect as a, with every other team. But definitely. Now I'm uh, going to backtrack here a little bit. Um, so you obviously said you came from the States. Um, how was it like receiving the message uh, that, you know, Club America was interested in having you join uh, their institution? It was definitely, I was exciting. <laughs> um, I was really happy. I mean, I think towards the end of my college career, I was kind of getting ready to just stop playing soccer. But then I realized that I definitely needed to keep playing. Or else I would have been really sad. Right. Um, but yeah, it was super cool. I think, I mean, I went to a trial in LA and then play. I was kind of like, you could play for this club and in this league. And I said, okay. <laughs> I came down. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, I've heard your story, uh, you know, a hundred times, uh, you know, especially doing my research. Um, and I think it, it speaks volume that, you know, that you're, you were able to kind of impress. And, and I would imagine that it's hard to do so when you're not a native of the, you know, of the country. Speaking specifically, you know, your time playing has always been in the States. And, you know, for them to kind of, you know, for you to kind of just, you know, open their eyes and say, hey, look, this player is definitely a Club America player. I think that speaks volumes of 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 you and and how talented you are. And I, I know a lot of people have said it, and I think uh, us us three will agree that I think you're at least top three in the league right now in, in regards to talent. Or 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 am I making this up, gentlemen? No, definitely not. No, no, I think so. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. But I definitely think that obviously there's like a lot more to improve on and everything. And I think. There's so many good players in the league, and I know they brought a ton of new players too from the United States and stuff. And I, it's going to be a really good season for the whole league, for sure. I, I do want to speak just a little bit in regards to you know some of these new players that have come uh, into the team because you've have quite um, quite the relationship with uh, one of these new players in in Jocelyn. Um, I think it's great, kind of how you know. Over these kind of two seasons, we've seen uh, more Mexican-Americans come into into the team and to the league as well. I mean, how does it feel like to have, you know, someone else there that speaks, uh, you know, English? You're able to communicate with them in that sense. And just right away, you're able to build kind of that relationship and that bond that maybe you couldn't do so right away with maybe some other teammates. Yeah, I mean, it's always super cool to have someone from home, like here in Mexico, especially Joss, my roommate, teacher, she's listening. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, we've been playing soccer for, together since we were like 10 years old. So it's always nice to have her here. But as long as with the other Americans, too, I think even just welcoming them in with like telling them it's going to be hard at first, but like this club is awesome. Like it's you're in a good place, a good environment, like your teammates are awesome. So it's good to like be that welcoming committee kind of for the other players. Yeah, uh, kind of like you said yourself, that welcome community, because like you have mentioned, you know, you were the first uh, Mexican-American player to come to the club, you know. So you're kind of like a little little bit in a sense of a pioneer of, you know, the league having Mexican-American players come, uh, you know, from the States and into the into the league and be able to play. And I think that really shows a lot in, in the growth of the league. What did you say so? Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. I think that even from the last season to this season, the league and even our team especially has grown with, just like work ethic and just um, technical abilities. Like this is gonna, like I said before, this is going to be a really good season. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, let's, and then it's actually, let's talk a little bit about the upcoming season because I mean, you know, kickoff is just right around the corner. I know you guys debuted this Friday and you guys are going up against Cruz Azul. So what a way to kickstart the season, right? So my question to you, Jen, is how do you prepare for an upcoming season like this? In the middle of a pandemic, knowing that expectations are still set high, regardless of what the situation is going on. Mentally, how do you prepare for this upcoming uh, Guardianes 2020? And uh, also, a side note, is your preferred pregame meal still a regular sandwich with Nutella and chocolate milk? Okay, well, no, that was, I forgot when I said that. That was, a <laughs> that was in college when things were different. But now, yeah, nutrition matters now. But um, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we got to go back. Why the, why the chocolate milk and the Nutella sandwich? Double chocolate. I don't know. I just think in college, I would, I don't know. It was just kind of like there. <laughs> so I kind of made it really fast and I would go and we'd have dinner there too. So. It's kind of like a pre-dinner dinner. I don't know. But, okay. you know, but 
Um, yeah, for um, just getting ready for the season. I think quarantine was super hard for me just because I wasn't around my teammates. Like, I wasn't in a group setting playing at the highest level like that, like we usually are. But I think just knowing that, like, the league was bound to return back sooner or later and just you don't want to be, like, unfit. Like, you always want to be fit coming in because your skills will always be there, but I think your fitness takes time. And I think for me, that was like my main goal was to stay fit. And then coming from California to Mexico City at the altitude is so different. So you have to be that much more fit, you know? So. Right. No, no. Go, Dylan, go. Oh, no. I, I mean, like you said, you know, so like uh, it was kind of hard for me being away from your teammates, you know. So what what was kind of your free time like, you know, when after the uh, the season was canceled in the Glasuda, you know, did, were you still like training on the side by yourself, you know, or what would you kind of do to like pass the time off? Um, it was definitely a lot of training by myself, kind of like inside videos or um, I ordered a lot of stuff from Amazon, just like jump ropes, like uh, weights and stuff like that. But um, the soccer part was a little difficult just because we didn't, you couldn't go to, you know, a training facility to play because everything was closed. Um, And then as far as like everything else, I think I did a lot of like reading and just like self-improvement stuff, just like better my mind. And it's so hard to be in quarantine and just not be on your phone the whole time. I think I realized that the first week I was on TikTok (laughs) for hours. Um, Then I realized I was like, okay, I need to stop. I need to get out of it. I need to go outside, breathe some air. So. Mm -hmm. That's it was kind of hard, hard, but it was it was good. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we saw the, the the kind of the institution place these strict um like I guess limitations on the men's team. Was that the same done for you guys as well? Yeah, um, every day we had to send a video of us doing our routines and everything, which helped out a lot. Um, it kept us kind of in check and disciplined to you know do our workouts, and then we'd have Zoom meetings um, to go over like tactical stuff. Even like two months before we came back, which helped our like um like our mental aspect of the game so we wouldn't lose that you like if you don't play for a while you tend to lose like you know where to move and stuff like that so that definitely helped and we had also like psychologist meetings which helped a lot so the the club definitely helped us a lot during quarantine it's good to hear Mm -hmm. that's really awesome now, would you guys get creative in sending these videos like you know TikTok wise or was it just you just sent regular videos? No, I mean, it was kind of like we had a list of things to do and we had to just do them. But, um, yeah, sometimes you just see like a dog running or like random people. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's funny. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I really wouldn't have words to put it uh, into context of what, you know, you guys had to experience or probably still are experiencing because, of course, the pandemic is still very much ongoing right now. But, I mean... Talk to us a little bit about how it felt to actually finally be back in in training, finally have a little bit of interaction with some of your, you know, uh, teammates and everything. Because it, it looked like right away, as soon as you guys got together, it was like if no time had passed. Oh, yeah, totally. I think that we were most excited about seeing our teammates. Um, but then we started off doing individual trainings and stuff. So we kind of didn't really see everyone. We were kind of broken up into two groups. And then I think after about two weeks, we kind of joined everyone together, which is so much fun but yeah it was definitely really nice to see my teammates it's awesome it's mm-hmm. awesome um well talking a little bit about uh you know this whole upcoming season what is what is the objective that you have what what is your, what are your goals what have you set at least the bar to be for you to reach this uh, this season um i think the first one and probably the most important thing is to be a champion um i know that they've won the first one about a few years ago but I don't know I just think I have a really good feeling about this year and the team is totally bought in into being champions this year and I think we're doing everything on and off the field to accomplish that that's awesome because that same feeling that you have is the same feeling that we all share collectively at this moment I think we we have and Dylan or Christian correct me if I'm wrong here but I think we've have you know just kind of this feeling that this team is just all well-rounded. You guys have uh, a lot of talent, a lot of depth, which I think that is the most important part coming into this season. A lot of depth is going to be important. Um, And we see you guys making a very good deep run. And we do have you guys, at least in our objective, in what we see is possible for you guys is the title, Uh, whether or not it happens. Of course, we'll have to wait for the season to unfold. 
but it's it's good to hear that your objective and I, I would assume that a lot of uh, a lot of the ladies over there as well kind of have that same mindset and that same goal that you know you guys want to lift the trophy at the end of the season yeah definitely and I think that like I said before everyone's pretty bought in and like just that chemistry is just there it's just I can't even explain it it's it's perfect <laughs> You don't need to explain it. The TikTok videos say it all. How do you guys find time after practice? I would imagine you guys would be so tired, and yet you guys still find a way to, you know, make all these creative videos. Um, I mean, usually we're, I don't, I actually don't know how we have the energy to do it after practice, but uh, I don't know. It's just fun to just, we kind of just all hang out, like hang out after practice, you know, obviously keeping our distance. But um, like I said before, you just don't want to leave practice. Like it's just so fun. I mean, I mean, even during quarantine, like we go to practice, we hang out with like our best friends, play soccer, and then, you know, we come back home and obviously we can't leave because of quarantine. But yeah, I mean, it's just nice to be around everyone. And I think that's why we make the TikToks after practice. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. It's great to see kind of that environment going on around in, in, in the training camp and all that stuff. Um, gentlemen, anything else to add on in regards to this upcoming season for, uh, for the ladies? Um, yeah, actually, you know, Jen, kind of backtracking a little bit. I know since um, y'all obviously have started training uh, since you got uh, the classical Hoven coming up this Friday. But for you, whenever you kind of went into the quarantine a little bit, did you kind of feel like a little loss in like like learning ability, you know, when it comes to like just gelling with the team? Or did you kind of feel like, you know, whenever you step back into training to come to prepare for the season that you never lost anything? Um, I think that once we, when we first started training, I think that, you know, it's kind of rusty, obviously just like how it, it should be rusty. But I think that once, you know, we started training every day and getting back into our routine, I think the, like having a routine is the most important part. And I think once we got back into the routine, it kind of just came back and it flowed easily. Mm -hmm. okay. So just speaking on this Friday's game, obviously is the first game of the season um is the rival like do you guys like practice a certain way because of Cruz Azul just the, the the just how big the rival is this Friday um we actually talked about that recently um it was kind of like we this year we're going with the mentality that every game um every team that we play against every team is just going to play us at their best just because we are America and I think that um every game for them is a classico I feel like so we have to go out there no matter who it is and play our best because they're definitely going to play their best because they're playing us. I think you, you speak perfectly on it. And I think it's something that we talk about even on the men's side of thing, whenever we end up having to preview a game is that, you know, in perfect example was this past week when America had faced against Necaxa. We knew that that team was going to be coming out with everything that they had. They played it like if it was a final for them. Um, and you saw the end result, you know, that, you know, if, if you don't come out, trying to match their and trying to top their level, then, you know, you run that risk of falling behind a little bit. So it's glad to know that you guys have that mindset going into this game already knowing that, all right, we got to go in with 110%. Um, and it's good to know that you guys have talked about it and we're excited. We're really excited for you guys to start off this season. Um, and we're really excited to see, you know, how this all transcends. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really don't know if it, it, these two gentlemen have anything else to add on in regards to this upcoming season. No, no, I think we're good. No? I'm good. I'm good at least. All righty then. Well, Jen, like I mentioned before, you're admired by the Americanista fan base, not only for what you do on the pitch, but what you do off of it as well. From your daily Twitter interactions to playing soccer in the streets with kids, what is it like to be loved by so many? But also, how do you deal with knowing that every move is being viewed under a microscope? Um, I think that being on... You know, being with this institution, it comes with a lot of pressure, but I think it's good pressure. I think it just kind of makes you realize, like, the impact you have on not only, like, the America fans, but, like, little girls watching, too, or even, like, little boys. And, I don't know, the pressure here is just, like, makes you into a better player and a better person. And I think you just become aware of the platform that you're on. And, like you said, you're under a microscope, like, 24-7. So you could either take it as, like, a good pressure or bad pressure i think everyone here takes it as like a very good pressure. that's awesome to hear because talking a little bit about kind of pressure i do want to ask because 
you're kind of in this state in which Liga Mekis Femenil is very young and, 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 you know, it's at a young state, but you're kind of paving the way for future generations to come to f- go and try to reach and attain their goals because they see a player like you and they say, hey, you know, I want to be like her. I want to go and, 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 you know, fight for my goal and, and play for America and be a professional athlete in that sense. Do you feel like that's an added pressure or do you think that, you know, it's just, it comes with the territory and you just kind of go about it? Um, I think it's a plus. I think that being looked at as kind of someone that's paving the way makes me just work that much harder on the field. And I think that, like I said, every game we're going to play it at 100. And I think for me, especially my goal is just to give it all. Because, like, soccer isn't forever, so you don't know when it's going to end, you know. So I think playing – my objective every game is just to play like it's my last. No, yeah. I, I completely, completely agree. Gentlemen? So, Jen, you know, what does it kind of uh, say to you? Because like Ivan kind of said, you know, this, it's a it's a fairly young league, um, you know, so obviously the feminine team is a fairly young team too. But, you know, you kind of have your chance to leave, you know, a legacy behind, you know, along with you, like, you know, some of the, some of the members that won the first championship, like Santiago, um, like Cecilia Santiago, uh, sort of Cuevas, you know, players like that. Um, so what does it kind of say to you, you know, that you could potentially leave your legacy like, like that, you know, not just, you know, as a player, but also, you know, as a Mexican American, because, you know, you're opening the doors, not just for Mexican players, but potentially other Mexican American players that are here in the States right now. I think it's an honor. I mean, I think that, like being a Mexican American, I think that I'm still Mexican and I'm still American. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of awesome just to, you know, be in this club and be in a team where those players have won a championship and Ceci has gone to Europe. And there's just so many good things that flow through this club and through this team that it's just always like an honor. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, speaking a little bit more into the future, uh, I don't know if this is in your mind right now, but obviously for some reason there is a, a stigma that, you know, players who come through this club will eventually end up in Europe. They say the, the patch is greener over there, there's more opportunity, more limelight. Does that ever cross your mind that one day you m- may want to go to Europe? Um, I mean, it definitely crosses my mind sometimes, but I do, I'm, I am really happy here. And I think that I wouldn't want to play for any other club in Mexico. Obviously, there's no way. Like, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, Europe would be cool. I mean, so would, I could say the same thing about, you know, the NWSL in LA. They bring me to LA. You know, that's where I'm from. So I feel like any place that feels like home is like the place for me. And I think right now it's cool in any That is amazing to hear. I mean, you know, I think you've made it your home. Really, I, I think, like we mentioned, you know, it's just something about you that the fans have gravitated towards you and they've opened, you know, their hearts literally toward towards you. Um, and I think that's something you rarely see or gentlemen, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't even think in the men's team you see such an admiration to a player so quickly. Um, and I think that's, again, speaks volume uh, as to, you know, what people see in you and because of, of what you're also, you know, capable and, and, and willing to do off the pitch as well. Because I, I hardly see any other player, whether it's on the ladies or the men's, kind of have that reach to the, uh, you know, to the fans. I mean, I see you, you're going on Instagram Live, you're, you're answering people's questions. It's, uh, I, I think you're just, a player for the people. And, and I, th- I think that's just, it's amazing. I mean, how do you do it, Jen? How do you, how do you make yourself just so likable for everyone? Um, well, first of all, thank you. I really appreciate that. I feel like it's always kind of, I don't know. I feel like it's, you have to remember where you kind of came from. I know it sounds super cheesy, but like I was once that girl watching, like, you know, I always went to UCLA games when I was younger. And it would be so cool to like talk to them after the game and, you know, they're people too. And I feel like, Sometimes people forget that, like, we're people, too. And I don't know. I just don't really feel like we're, like, that, you know, like, like memo. <laughs> but, like, it's just really cool to, like, I don't know, just, like, make people happy with how you play soccer. Like, that's just crazy to me. And I think that doing that and, like, talking to them after the game is just, like, something that I enjoy or, like, playing with those little kids that we see every day that we, like, are on a first-name basis with is, like, I don't know, just, like, makes the time here special. That's awesome. 
Can you walk us through? I know you've told this story before, but for, for those who don't know, how is it that that video came out of you guys playing soccer in the street with these kids? I don't know who was filming that, which is kind of creepy. But um, we passed by them every day. We kind of, because we, we walked the club. So we kind of just walked by them every day. And at first it was kind of like, hey, like, who are you? And we're like, we are, we play here. Like, I don't know. And then um, they're like, oh, like, what's your name? Like, we'll walk. And then every day we just kind of, you know, walk by them and stuff. And then one day they do it, they were like playing soccer and we like, we're like, oh, like, can we play with you guys? And they were super excited and everything. And then since then we like played here and there, but then, you know, we had to stop because of Corona, but yeah, it was kind of super casual. I mean, we just wanted to play with them. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. That's really, really awesome that you, you know, you just a pickup game in the street with, you know, some kids out there. And when the video came out, of course, everyone just, completely was in awe and and rightfully so it was a great video but i mean the real message is the fact that even though this was captured it wasn't the first and only time that you guys had this interaction especially with these kids so i mean that's great you know it's great to know that you know within that certain community that you are a part of because of you know where you live and kind of your commute that you know you're 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 willing to stop you, you stop and you know say hi and you know, take part in whatever is going on in that in that moment. So that's really cool. That's really awesome. So I thought one of you guys was gonna. Oh, I thought <laughs> no, Dylan was next. He kind of made a motion. I was, I was no, kind I, of. I was kind of. I was like, okay. Oh, I thought he was going next. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry, we we promise you, we're much more coordinated than this. Gen. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. These are really great questions. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll go next. Um. So definitely, I think Ivan put it perfectly. You just, you know, capture the eye of everyone with your amazing skills on the pitch. Uh, another group of people you caught the eye was the Mexican national team. Can you walk us through the process of how that was receiving your first call up, going going to training with them and actually playing your first game? Yeah, I mean, it was last season. And I think that um, Leo mentioned that there were going to be a couple of our players being called up. And I, to be honest, I did not think that I was going to get called up. And I think one practice, um he it was super early in the morning so we're all kind of sleepy but he pulled us in and then you know he was like oh we have another call up blah, blah, blah. and he's like Jen and I was like really like me like <laughs> it's really cool and then yeah and then I went to Europe and you know we played some friendlies and it was a really good experience I learned so much so quickly in that span of one week and a half but yeah it was fun <laughs> And for you, was was it kind of the same way, you know, just, just, you know, earning respect of the other players too? Yeah, I mean, I met so many, you know, players from the league here that I've never talked to before. So I made a lot of, like, new friends from other teams. And, you know, there was a lot of, like, um, like older players there, like Ceci and Kenzie, who now plays for Real Madrid. Um, they're really welcoming, you know. They just told me to do my best and work hard and, it was it was a good it was a good tournament for sure. It's awesome because I know we um we definitely had our fingers crossed that the Mexican national team would you know call you up and uh, obviously when the news broke you know we were very excited and very happy and you know we're you know we're excited to see what that process is going to be you know in the future whenever hopefully games start you know opening up for the women's uh, national team as well so we'll have to wait and see because I think seeing you in in that green jersey I think is going to bring a lot of joy to a lot of people um how did your how did your parents take the news um they were the first people I called right after practice I actually FaceTimed my dad and I was like okay like I'm gonna tell you something but like don't freak out. And of course, he freaks out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I would call grandpa right away, like before, I think before my mom. And then he called my grandpa. And then obviously, like my grandpa was super happy because he was, you know, he was the reason why I kept playing soccer. And he's a huge Guamanica fan. Like he has everything from like clocks, rugs, blankets, like everything. Sounds like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> he was super excited. So that, it was really happy to see that they were really excited for me. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. That's that, that's great to hear, you know, just to kind of share that experience with your family. Yeah, it was awesome. And then just being kind of keeping them updated and then, you know, I scored. So it was like super cool to like, there was obviously like the time difference was like pretty big, but once they're, then they couldn't watch the game, but once I said, sent them the goal, like it was, they're really happy too. I mean, well, what more, you know, what more to ask for, right? 
which is really, really awesome. Um, Jen, I, want, I just want to backtrack a little bit of, uh, because I, I do have this written down and I think it's a great question to ask. Um, we talked a little bit about legacies and, and, and kind of, you know, what determines a player's legacy usually and, and how successful they are at a club is determined by championships. I mean, there are very few, though, that are remembered and regarded highly by the fans that didn't win anything. But, you know, the margin is very small. What do you hope for your legacy to be here at Grupo America once your career is over? And what would you hope people remembered you by? Oh my gosh, that's a, re- that's a really good question. <laughs> um, whoa. <laughs> uh, probably just, you know, I would want to be remembered just for, like, giving 110%, like, every game and kind of being a leader through, like, my actions on the field but also off the field. I think that's a huge part for me. I think um, I kind of remember it as, like, a, obviously a great soccer player but also, like, a better person. Because I think when you put on like the colors of Blue America, like you have to represent it to the very best in like every aspect of your life. No, I agree, and and I'm glad that that was the answer. Because I mean, you, we've we've criticized a lot of players that have come, you know, through the men's side of things, and we say that exactly what you just mentioned. They put on the jersey, but they don't put the representation out there of what the institution means. Um, and the fact that you've come in and it's such a short time as well that you know that I feel like you've known this from the beginning. Um, and I think that's why your trajectory has steadily been going up and up. And like we said, we have big hopes and aspirations that it's going to continue to go higher and higher. Um, and it sounds like you're motivated and determined and, you know, always daily trying to give your all to keep improving. And I think we're going to see the best of that come out on the pitch. But I think a lot of people will remember you exactly how you want. You know, not just for a great soccer player, but for an even better person, because I think we're seeing it to this day right now. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, I mean, you guys have any more questions to put Jen on the hot seat here? <laughs> yes, actually, I do. Um, so, you know, throughout life, you you remember certain things. Um, you know, where was your first goal playing, you know, peewee soccer, your first goal in high school, your first in college. Can you walk me through what happened? What were you feeling when you scored your first goal with Club America? Yeah, I remember everything from that goal. I think um, I just remember, obviously, like technically, like I took a touch and then I looked up and I was like, oh, I think I can hit it. And then I, you know, hit it and it went in. And then I just, the first thing I thought of was my mom because she was actually there that game in the stand. Oh, wow. oh, nice. So I was like, oh my God, I wonder what she's thinking. Oh, I can see her, obviously, but I just celebrated with my teammates. And then when I got back to like the line, I was like, Oh my gosh, I just scored. Like that's crazy. <laughs> and it was like my first um time in playing in Naseca too. So obviously that's just a historic stadium which made it that much better. Mm-hmm. That was actually kind of my next question. Um, you know, obviously I unfortunately I have never been to Estadio Azteca, but can you just walk me through like how'd you feel when you first stepped on the pitch? Um, it's just an unreal feeling. I feel like going in, I, I knew that I was gonna play in Azteca, but I it's just an a feeling you don't understand until you step or inside the stadium, actually. It's not even, you don't have to play. Just that feeling and like, it's there. it was, it was unreal. Yeah. No, that's great. Great, great to hear. It is amazing. Jennifer, you're literally living the dream for a lot of people out there. Um, and like, you know, Christian mentioned, you know, to step on that pitch I, I know to score in there in, in such a historical venue, like you mentioned, it's it's amazing. But I do want to talk about another goal that you scored that I feel just maybe just by a little bit tops it. And that is your amazing goal against Chivas in the Clásico. I mean, talk to us about that. How how did you feel knowing that you just scored a worldly against, uh, you know, the biggest rival that this club has? Um, that was probably one of my, like by far my favorite goal that I've ever scored and probably the coolest only yeah but it was really surprising I would say I think that I didn't know I was that far um out from goal so then when I hit it and I it was floating in the air I was like no way there's but there's no way and it went in like (laughs) oh my gosh and that was probably one of the happiest moments like I've ever had just I mean it was against Chivas obviously a big rival and just like with my teammates that celebration was just like full of happiness that's 
no, I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's great. Um, I, I, I do want to speak a little bit about your playing, uh, your playing style and, and kind of, cause I know a lot of people have put the tendency of comparing you to a player like Guido Rodriguez, right? Because you, you mean your role in the midfield, I think is so detrimental to how this team operates, but I know I've, I've watched a couple of your highlights from your time in college and it seems to me that you offer just as much as you do in the defense to the attack. I know that you you were very uh, you're very attached to that number ten jersey, you know, ever since growing up, and your and obviously in your time uh, over at uh, uh, the University of New Mexico. I know that you did wear the number three at one point. I thought that was really cool. Um, but how do you feel that your playing style is? Are, are you more, do you feel more comfortable kind of being the attack, kind of orchestrating the midfield and, you know, kind of making things happen? Where does Jen Munoz feel more natural on the pitch? Um, I think I feel more natural probably making things happen and then those surprising just goals, right? <laughs> like here and there. But um, yeah, I think that I've always been the type of player just to, you know, kind of be both. I like to attack with them. If I lose the ball or I need to, you know, recover the ball, I'm always there. And I think I learned that in college. I think it was kind of like if you lose the ball, you better get it back. Or if you, you know, just always, like, be ready to attack defensively and offensively. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, gentlemen, anything else to add? No, I'm, I'm good. You good? Okay. All righty. Um, just one quick question before we move on here. Talk to me a little bit about that number three. Why Why that number? I'm always curious about players and their numbers because, you know, as a midfielder who, you know, sets up goals and scores goals, number three doesn't really strike me as a number that many people would choose. To be completely honest, it was because I was a freshman and the number 10 was taken by, I think it was a senior. So I wasn't allowed to have it. And then I also picked number three because it was like one of the smallest sizes. <laughs> So <laughs> okay. when, I was, when I was a freshman, I was like really small. I was like really skinny too. So I think that's probably one of the main reasons. But then I kind of grew into the number. I, I like, I love small numbers after that. So that's probably the reason why. And now taking on that legacy of 18. Don't worry, Jen, we'll start a petition to get you that number 10 in America one day soon, hopefully. <laughs> God, no, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, either way, I don't think uh, I don't think people remember you by the number. People will definitely remember you. Excuse me, by the goals that you have scored and the assists that you uh, you know give out. And so, like I said, excited to see what you produce out here. But uh, Jen, we don't want to close out the show on such a serious note. So we thought that we ask you, uh, you know, these last couple of minutes, we've lined up some questions to get to know you, Jen Munoz, the person, not the athlete. So I hope you're ready. Oh, God. So, like myself, you're a California native, and like a true Californian, you've stated that In-N-Out is your favorite spot to go eat at. But rumor has it that you've been missing Chick-fil-A as well. So, if you had to pick to eat one for the rest of your life, which one would it be and why? Chick-fil-A, 100%. Wow. Three times a day. Hopefully the nutritionist doesn't watch this, but I ate <laughs> that three times a day, like when I was back home. Now, Jen, you know, whenever you're you're in New Mexico, um, if I'm not mistaken, you know, me being a native Texan, uh, you know, did you was there a Whataburger out there? I think there's a couple of Whataburger spots in New Mexico, but has, have you ever heard of that or have you tried it? Yeah, there's there's a few, but to be honest, I just never like called my name like Chick. Oh. <laughs> oh wow! And here I was about to ask your opinion on the biggest debate that has been going on for longer than time itself between In and Out and Waterburger. I know, I'm sure you've probably heard the debate as well. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think I've tried like Waterburger once, but I think In and Out all the way. That was. Oh no! Oh, you, <laughs> well, you broke you broke our poor, yeah, poor uh, cowboy's poor heart, Dylan. <laughs> no it's fine though but um i, I do want to ask though another question because uh you were once asked back in college what your favorite food was and you said that it was fettuccine alfredo does that still stand to this day no. or or <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i was saying in college but no now it's 
obviously just the food here. I don't know if I could pick a certain food. I mean, obviously tacos. The tacos here are just from another world. Next level, yes, I would assume. Yeah, so I would say tacos are my new favorite. Okay. I mean, tacos over in and out. Uh, Some Californians will, you know, lose their head after hearing that. But, (laughs) hey, it is what it is, right? It definitely, it, it is what it is. Um, okay, Jen. So you're highly regarded as a true fashionista from your trending Instagram post to your now princey apparel partnership, use code Gen 10 to get to percent off. Uh, what has driven you to have this passion for fashion? Is it the Cali beach girl inside you that has steered you in that direction? Or has it just always been there? Part Has it always been a part of you since you could remember? Um, I definitely feel like it's always been a part of me. I think obviously being from California and, you know, going to the beach every day kind of just molded me. But like, I don't know. I think that um, I've always been kind of like a girly girl. I know that's not really um, like shown when you're playing soccer. But I think people forget that like I have a life outside of the uniform too. So I don't know. I think I've always been super into fashion. I think when I was little, I wanted to be a fashion designer. But yeah, no, not anymore. Well, I mean, it's awesome. It's great to hear that, you know, you kind of, you're very vested in this fashion uh, industry and all that stuff. I know our cowboy here is a a fashion man himself, obviously two different, you know, agriculture lifestyles, one being from Texas, one being from California. But uh, Jen, I I do want to ask you, if you had to pick an outfit for kind of like the perfect kind of just relaxing day like a saturday evening you're just going out with some friends what is the perfect outfit for jen muñoz oh my gosh i need some time <laughs> yeah, no i mean probably like booties never go wrong and pant, like shoes and then pants i don't know and <laughs> it's very explaining to show you guys <laughs> no no i i completely understand it i i, I was i was trying to picture it in my head i think you were going in the right direction um I mean, you're going, and this is completely, I know we're taking a huge left turn here in regards to talking from soccer to now fashion, but I, I just, it's intriguing because, you know, it's it's just kind of who you are. But do you feel that uh, you're just, because I know fashion is one thing, but makeup is another thing. Do you feel like you're well-vested in kind of both areas? Because I know they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I think that I like enjoy, you know, putting makeup on. I enjoy like, not and I mean I don't know if you guys care about this. <laughs> yeah, no, go, go, uh, go, go for it. it. Okay. The people, the people will care whatever you have to say. That will put it. Yeah, I mean I think that just kind of just getting ready. I mean even like bringing this into like the soccer aspect. I think like if you feel good about yourself and like you play good, and I feel like just like even like getting ready before the games. I love doing that. Like I love doing my hair. I love like you know I just love looking looking the part and I think that that's always been like with me through college and like when I was little too I'd love it when like my mom would put bows on me or stuff like that so I think that it's definitely part of like who I am I guess that is awesome don't worry we're gonna try to get uh in touch with Rihanna and get a Jen Munoz Fenty collection going okay (laughs) we promise to work on that that don't know how that's gonna work but we'll try to get in touch Um, So um so you talked about pregame uh rituals um I don't I know no one really cares here but uh my my ritual is kind of listening to music before the start of a game. Do you have something like that kind of like a pregame ritual you do before every single match? Yeah, I think I I've kind of learned since I've been here to just do like a whole day ritual. I think right when I get up I do the same thing mm-hmm. every game day and I think I wake up obviously have a good breakfast. And then I try to do some yoga before just to like relax. Cause you just wake up and you're just super excited about the game. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that I do that and then I, you know, do team stuff. And then um, I listen to like all types of music. I listen to a lot of like, like reggaeton stuff and then um, just like rap, I guess. Which mm-hmm. is <laughs> yeah. So um, there was this one time where I dropped by your Instagram live and um, Bad Bunny was playing in the background. Is that uh, your favorite artist to the, uh, today? No, he's not my favorite, but I, you know, we put him on sometimes. But I don't know. I have a lot of favorite artists. I can't really pick one. But oh, okay. Yeah, he's oh, he's probably wow. one, one I played before games too. 
Really? Awesome. I mean, who's in charge of the playlist in the locker room? Um, who is it? I mean, we can't go in our locker rooms anymore because of quarantine. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, but usually I think JD puts on music or, yeah, I feel like it's mostly JD. <laughs> JD. You know, there's an interesting story uh, with JD. Um, my cousin, he lives here in the States now, but he lived a, a good time over there in Mexico. And he, he was actually, he went to school with her and they were friends. So I thought that was really cool. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Name? His name is Christian, Christian Valenzuela. So, um, I mean, that, he, he, she might still remember him. He, she might not. I don't know. If okay, wait, I'm going to ask him more about Yeah, ask, ask him. Because um, he's always telling me whenever we talk about the ladies, he's like, hey. I know JD. I was like, I know you bring that up all the time. <laughs> yeah. In one day. So, um, no, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of the kind of something peculiar right there. Um, but talking a little bit more about, you know, you being here from California, I know you're a beach fanatic. You love the beach. What is your favorite place to go? What is your favorite beach? Ooh, that's hard. Um, I mean, it just depends. I feel like uh, whenever you go to like Laguna Beach, it's perfect for just like a beach day. But then if you want to do stuff like ride bikes and stuff, I think Newport's the very best. But yeah, awesome. one of those beaches, yeah. You'll find me there in the summer like every day. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've only been to Venice Beach. Oh, Venice is, it's really touristy, but it has yes. a lot of stuff too. Yeah, I've, I've been there once. So I was kind of, uh, uh, just looking around at everything because I couldn't believe all the stuff that was there. Just people riding skateboards. I think one time too, whenever I was at Venice, I was walking uh, down the sidewalk and like all of a sudden I just see a kid sitting on a longboard and like his mom pushed the longboard. The kid's sitting on a longboard and he's just eating fries. Oh and just God. riding outside, I was like, I was like, this is what it's like over here. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just, I was just so welcome, taken welcome away from right? the Cali beach life. I like this. <laughs> Sounds like Ivan, to be honest. That's pretty that, great. <laughs> what are quickly what are your thoughts on santa monica because i know that is also a place where you know you have the pier you have a lot of you know kind of restaurants around around there so uh, what's your take on it um i don't really go down there a lot but i feel like i've been there a few times for uh the pier because they have a lot of like rides there and stuff and it's like a kind of like an amusement park on the pier so it's super cool they have like you're on the ferris wheel and it's surrounded by the ocean and everything so definitely recommend that if you're going to visit California. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, literally, you're going to walk the pier in like six minutes, and then you're going to try to decide where you're going to go eat. It's it's, it's tough, yeah. unless you stay for the rides. Yeah. Um, but it's it's usually a short trip. But they have some great restaurants around there. So like yeah. Jen said, it's a great place to visit if you are going to go. And that's, that was where my next question was going to be. I know you're, uh, you know, you, you were out in L.A., so you know the area pretty well. So what is the top three spots that people must visit when they come to Southern California? Um, definitely one of the beach towns, obviously Laguna and Newport. And then um, I think the observatory is super cool because you can see all of LA and then you can also go on the Hollywood Hills hike. Um, I know me and my family do that like every day after New Year's. So it's pretty fun. And then I don't know, the last one, I'm not sure. Probably any type of like sporting game, like I don't know, like an LAFC game or like an LA Galaxy or like Angels Dodgers mm -hmm. game. I don't know. I just think you have to experience like that LA sports lifestyle. Yeah, I, I, I think you're definitely right. So I mean, Christian, I hope you wrote all this down because I know you 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 have a, a trip planned for California. So I hope yes, you take Jen Jen Munoz's advice. Um, I, I can only will. tell you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that actually kind of leads into my question. I've never been to California, so I am taking notes. I will go to the spots you recommended. Um, is there any cities in the world that you would like to visit one day? Um, yeah, I think I really want to visit uh, Bali in Indonesia. And I think I, I, don't know, I love to travel. And I think obviously with quarantine, I couldn't travel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think anywhere in Spain or, um, or Indonesia would be super cool. Yeah, I, that's, that's cool. like my, on my bucket list for sure. Definitely. Spain's definitely my bucket list too. Mm -hmm. It just sounds yeah. like, like an interesting place to be. It's so yeah. beautiful as well. Yeah, you definitely, like, I have to go there before I, before I die. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. All right, gentlemen, any more, any last questions before we wrap things up here with 
uh, Jen. Yeah, last one right here. One more, Jen. Um, you know, um, obviously you're still playing soccer, but you know, if you weren't playing soccer, what would you be doing right now? Um, I would probably do uh, sports marketing or like sports broadcasting. I don't know. I just feel like once I'm done with soccer, I definitely want to be in the sports world. Like I wouldn't want to leave it. It'd be so weird to not, you know, be in like a, you know, another job. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it yet. I definitely want to be involved with the sports world, especially soccer. But yeah, anywhere would work. <laughs> right. Okay. 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 Well, you got a connection because I, wor- I work in the news industry myself with broadcasting. So. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. We have our beloved cowboy right here willing to put his uh, his name as a reference whenever <laughs> the time comes. Yeah. All righty then. Well, last question here. A little birdie told us that you're quite the Harry Potter fan. So it's only right that we end the podcast with a few Harry Potter trivia questions. So first question, if you had to pick a house to be part of, which one would you be? Would you be Team Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw? Or Slytherin, and why? Ooh, that's a good question. First off, where did you find that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember saying this. Our but... research team did did the best possible. Let's just put it that way. No, that's awesome. This is awesome. Um, definitely Gryffindor, because I don't know. I just feel like I would probably fit in there the best. And Slytherin just looks really mean, and I feel like that's not me. <laughs> so, <laughs> definitely Gryffindor. All righty. Well, I mean, yeah, natural athlete fits perfectly. All righty, Jen, last question of the interview. It's a simple Harry Potter trivia question. Any true fan will know this right away. What is the spell that Harry used to fight off the Dementors? Oh, my God. <laughs> seconds on the clock. <laughs> um, gosh, it's been a while. Mm. come on and, i i know for a fact that you read the books as well oh yeah i, I mean i read them when i was like 12 but is it like something 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 Leviosa? no that is hermione that she's i don't know, know what hermione is doing well the answer is expecto expectrum patronum okay yeah I there that. you go all righty well ladies and gentlemen that has been jen muñoz for you all righty jen well, thank you so much for your time. Gentlemen, thank you for coming out and hosting alongside with me. Jen, like you mentioned, you have a sport broadcasting history or at least passion for it. So it's only fair that we ask you if you would do us the honor and sign us off the podcast. Ooh, okay. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to say thank you guys for having me. And I really appreciate talking to you guys. And this has probably been like the most fun podcast I've ever been on. So thank you guys so much. And yeah, thank you. And go mom with somebody, guys. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right, then everyone have a great, wonderful night. And as always, Arriba America. See you guys soon. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.